Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. I said, Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so excited this morning. Praise God. I'm so excited because of the great things that God is said to do in your life. I thought you would say, believe in amen to that. God has great things in store for you. And you will not miss it. I said, you will not miss it. I said, you will not miss it. In the name of Jesus. Let your image show you are expecting a miracle. I said, you will not miss it. I said, you will not miss it. The louder your amen, the faster the manifestation. I said, you will not miss it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Turn your Bible with me, please. The book of Matthew 25. That was a powerful song. Praise God from the great Samus. Let's give them a big hand this morning. Wonderfully led. Praise God. Anointed. Glory to God. Matthew 25. Praise God. Are you in church this morning? Matthew 25. I'm going to be reading from verse 14 to 30 this morning. Matthew 25. Praise God. If you're there, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. Matthew 25. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 25, 14 to 30. It says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. If you have the KJV, you will see talent. To one, he gave five bags of gold. Or you see five talents. To another two bags to another one bag each according to his ability then he went on his journey the man who had received five bags or five talents five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more when say five bags more so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. So they came for what they call bank reconciliation. Praise God. Or account reconciliation. The man who had five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servants. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Verse 22. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. 
His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and eat your gold in the ground. See here is what belongs to you. Or see, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. In other words, you could have saved that money. All right. Verse 28. So the bag of gold from, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. I thought you say amen to that. Whoever does not have, even they will be taken from them. Don't say amen to that. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, anoint your word. Speak to us in the way you can. Enlighten our darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' precious name. We have prayed. Amen. Somebody say, believe in amen to that. Praise God. You see, somebody is thinking in their minds, why are we talking about money in church? I'm sure you know that this church is a balanced church, amen? We've had series of teaching on prayers. I mean, last month we had a whole month of prayers. Am I correct on that? We've talked about evangelism, praise God. But I believe that sometimes when God wants to emphasize a truth, he puts a word in the hearts of his servant, all right? So when we decide what we'll talk about in a month, it's not because we are trying to play with words. It's because God is saying something to you, praise God. So if you are a member of grace, but the Lord is saying to you, this is your season of prosperity. Oh, I thought you would say, believe in amen to that. Glory to God. And you see, you need to understand, all right, last week Sunday I spoke about the importance of prosperity. How that you and I must desire to prosper. First of all, how that God wants us to prosper. Told John 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So God wants you to prosper. Say with me, say God. I can't even say God wants me. Mention your name. Say God wants me to prosper. Glory to God. So as much as God wants you to prosper, there are biblical ways that God wants you to go about it. Praise God. And it's important that you understand that 
we are in a world, we are in a situation right now, especially in this nation where things are tough. Right? I know we are word of faith people who believe that all things are great, all things are blessed. But trust me, in the Bible, the Bible gives attention to times of famine. So famine or tough times is not a new thing. You see that in Genesis chapter 12, in the time of Abraham, our father, there was famine. You can show that scripture, Genesis chapter 12 verse 12. Genesis 12 10. So you see that there was famine in the time of Abraham. Praise God. So famine is not a new thing. Alright? It's something that before now has been in existence. Genesis chapter 12 verse 10. It says, now there was famine in the land. And Abraham went down to Egypt to live there for a while. You see that? He went down to Egypt because there was famine in the land. Genesis 26 verse 1. Genesis 26 verse 1. Talking about famine not, not being a nail thing. It says, now there was a famine. Now this was the time of Isaac. You see this now. Now there was a famine in the land. Besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, there was famine in the time of Abraham. There was also famine in the time of Isaac. 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6 from verse 25 to 30. 2 Kings 6, 25 to 30. This perhaps may be one of the most important sermons you will hear in your life. I'm telling you. Genesis, of course, amongst other sermons. Second Kings, pardon me, 6, 25 to 30. Talking about another famine. It says there was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long. That a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cup of seed paused for five shekels. What was happening here? Talk to me. What was happening here? Inflation. So there was inflation here. Like we have it here, all right, in our current, I mean, last week or so, the pounds was to a thousand naira. And I think it was last week, people were celebrating that dollar came to 720 naira. That's a bad celebration. Glory to God. As the king of Israel, verse 26, as the king of Israel was passing by, the, by on the wall, a woman cried to him, this is a very terrible famine. Help me, my lord, the king. The king replied, if the lord does not help you, where can I get help for you? Now, look at what happened here. She answered, there was famine, all right? And the famine was so severe that these women came into an agreement, all right? This woman said to me, give up your son so we may eat him today. 
and tomorrow we will eat. Now, you need to understand, this is not figurative. It's a real son, human being. Like they came into an arrangement, into a contract that says that, you see, this hunger is so... How many of you here, you've gotten so broke that you started thinking of, of what you said in your house? Anybody like that here? Now, I know... I know that you would, I, I'm telling you what I've, what I've been through. That you look at, you, you just remember that you have one, you know, bad tire. You know, one bad tire that, you know, that was bad, that you kept somewhere, that you quickly are, and you go and say for 500, 1,000, may God take you out of luck. So she says, give up your son so we may eat him today, and tomorrow we will eat my son. So, we cooked my son and ate him. Now, see, you need to understand when, when you read about, when you read the Bible, sometimes we, don't, we, we think because it's Bible, it's spooky, right? Those things never happened. It happened. They actually cooked a son and ate a son. Are you with me? I'm just, I've not even started preaching what I have this morning. I'm just laying the foundation. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, give up your son so we may eat him. And she had eaten him. So you see the kind of famine, right, that existed in this time. May God not cause you to experience the kind of hunger that will lead you to do what you cannot even imagine you could do in the name of Jesus. I thought you would say, believe in amen to that. So famine is not a new thing. Can I have my slides, please? Famine is not a new thing. And for you to come to a place where you begin to think that, oh, you know, the devil is at work. Oh, his demonic powers. You know, that has brought about this. No, it's a part of life. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in this world, you will have famine is tribulation. Are you with me this morning? So how do you scale your finance in a tough economy? Now, let me say this here. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, this parable of talents, all right, that we are reading about is not just talent like gift and talent. You know that? This parable here is actually parable of money. Because, it, because a lot of us when we, when we read, oh, Bible of that, he gave one factor. And so the guy, maybe he could sing, he could dance. Then he had, you know, it was money he gave them. A talent in, in Bible days or in our current, you know, world is worth about $4,080. So if he gave them $5,000, what you're saying is that he gave them, or if he gave them five talents, it means he gave them about twenty thousand dollars. 
And somebody here, not many months from, from now, that's what you'll be hearing. I said, not many months from now, that is what you'll be hearing. You'll be hearing in dollars. I said, you'll be hearing in dollars. God will make it happen for you in the name of Jesus. Let your amen be the loudest. So he gave one five. He gave one two. And he gave one one. For you to scale your finance, first of all, you need to have a means of making income. Is what you have that you scale right? Am I correct on that? So you need to have. <coughs> Pardon me, pray, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So there is a cash flow quadrant. The first one is employee, so we call it EBSI. So you have the employee, right? Which is the amount of active work you're doing determines your income. So you're giving your time in exchange for money. We have a lot of people in that category. The next one is the B, the B, which is the business owner. In other words, you own a system. Excuse me, please. Thank you. So the business owner, you own a system. So your income does not depend on active work. So you own a system. The hence is self-employed. A business owner is not the same as somebody who is self-employed. So the amount of active work here determines your income. So you are actively involved in what you're doing. So, for example, you are a fashion designer. Say a jade, for example, is self-employed. So, you are involved in that. But, you know, you can go from the level of being self-employed to being a business owner. Are you with me this morning? Just follow me. Praise God. The last one is an investor. Your income does not depend on active work. So your money does the work in praise God. That's where you're going to. Amen. Glory to God. So, talking about managing your money. Now let me say this to you. You don't grow and start managing well. You manage well to grow. So people say things like, when I grow, I will now begin to manage my money well. But you manage well to even grow 
in the first place. So under scaling your finance, there are two critical things that are very, very important. The first one is managing your money, right? Now, this is not motivational speaking because I'm going to use Bible to buttress what I'm trying to say to you. The first one is managing your money. The next one is multiplying your money. Number one, to manage your money, you need to, first of all, create a budget. Luke 14, 28 says, if any of you intends to build a tower, the Bible says, what is the spirit of that person is that you sit down first. You sit down first. So, first things first. A lot of times, we put the cart before the horse. But you have to put the horse before the cart. The Bible says, you sit down first. Proverbs 24, 3, the Bible says an enterprise is built by wise planning. You create a budget. You know, there are people who believe that they have an attack on their finance. They say things like, oh, before I know it, the money is gone. So they believe that there's a devourer. All right? They are telling themselves, how I many of you, you felt like that? Ah, you, it's like there's something, talk to me, you, you, you got some money and then maybe in two days, you cannot really account for how the money, you just know that, you just, the only thing you remember is that you bought Coke. After that, you can't remember any other, anybody like that in the house. You, maybe you had 100,000 there. You could only remember that you bought maybe two things and then you're wondering, where is this money. The reason you're thinking that way is because you don't have a budget. So you need to have a budget. What is a budget? A budget shows, simply put, a budget shows how you want to spend your income. Glory to God. How you want to spend your income. The first law of increase is order. The first law of increase is order. And that was why before Jesus fed the 5,000, he told them, let them sit in groups. Because where there is no structure, there will be fracture. So there has to be an element of order if you're trusting God to increase your finance. In the story that we read, all right, the Bible tells us that the, the master said that the one who was a better manager of resources, all right, had more advantage when the master was going to reassign the money, the talents. So the, the reality is that Better managers of resources will always have more resources 
than poor managers of resources. Can I get an amen to that? So you create a budget. In creating a budget, what is the first thing that should go on your budget? The first thing that should be on your budget is your tithes. What I'm sharing with you this morning, I'm telling you the honest truth. This has the capacity to turn your finance around. I'm telling you, God is my witness. The first thing you set aside when you get your income, the first thing to buy is not that week you have been hiding. The first thing to do is not to go and take your girlfriend out. The first thing to do is not to send a seat to your pastor. The first thing to do when you get any income is to set aside the tithe. Leviticus 27.30 You need to set aside the tithe. And know that the tithe does not belong to you. It belongs to God. It's a tithe of everything from the land. Whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord. It is only to the Lord. So your tithe does not belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. If you're spending the tithe, what the means is that you are spending God's money with yours. Let me give you an example. Somebody, how many of you here, you've had this experience before. You gave your child maybe um, an okim biscuit that usually has like five, five is it pieces now? Five pieces. And then you, you give them. And then you tell them, can you please cut half of one for me? And he says, ask her. Ask her. How many of you, what do you do? You just, you just smile. That's the way God looks at some people when they, when they are arguing about the tithe. God is just smiling at you. You pay tithe not because you don't want to be cursed. You pay tithe as a sign of honor. Acknowledging that God is the giver of that money to you. So a lot of people still, you are still struggling with it. My wife and I, we have a practice. Once any money comes in, I can tell you under God that in, in 10 years, we're going to be 10 years married by December, I'm not sure we have missed any tithe in 10 years. And things have been bad. When I say bad, in fact, bad must. That's a, a higher level of bad. Things have been bad. But you see, any money that comes in from the time of earning 30000 that 30,000 was everything. My, my wife was not on anything just since she was, she was just, she just left school. So she was, she was nothing. She was just a normal girl serving and all that. Married to a fine guy. Praise God. A full-time pastor man. Like my son would say, you're a pastor man. You know. 30,000. And then... We will take out the tithe. And when I got promotion and my salary doubled, 
When I married my wife, my salary doubled. He that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains what? I'm telling you the truth. As I married, like they just told me that, you know, we've been work, watching you and all that. Doubled my salary. I knew that I married right. From 30 to 60, take out the tithe. To, when we was increased from 60 to 80, take out the tithe. To 100, to when she started working, we started earning in hundreds of thousands, take out the tithe. Started earning in millions, take out the tithe. That is the way you begin to grow in grace. But some of you, what you're earning is 5,000. And you are still struggling. Are you not seeing that your life is not better? Are you not seeing it? The tithe that you have been holding all these days, what is the result of it? The I want to say the Bible says that is a man person that does the same thing. I want to, you know, the Bible didn't say that. But the one that you have been keeping, that you have been keeping, ah, ah, ah. So what's the tithe of 100 naira? Say 10 naira. What's the tithe of 1,000? Say 100 naira. What's the tithe of 10,000? Say 1,000. What's the tithe of 1 million? Say 100,000. What's the tithe of... If you are faithful in little, you'll be faithful in much. The reason you are struggling, you are... Str Some of you here, you, you would not be comfortable paying tithe of 1 billion. I'm trusting God on that earphone. In this my lifetime, I will pay a tithe of one billion. <laughs> it's a desire. It's a dream. When, when, I, when I make money, I'm excited to give the tithe God, acknowledging that he is the giver of that resource. You acknowledge God. When you honor God with your fighters, God will honor you. So you have a budget. So you have your tithes. Then you also schedule your tithes and your offerings. So you, there's a time that we, 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 <laughs> we used to keep our, our offerings. We used to plan our offerings and all that. We plan it and then we, then it was time we're giving it ahead. Because we realize that when we are broke, we spend it. So we remove the offering for the entire month and give it. So we know that we have given it. It's between us and, and God. Then you plan your expenses. What are your recurrent expenditure? What are the things? Now, you need to know all of those things. What is the least amount of money you need to do your life on a monthly basis? You need to know it. What do you spend on airtime? Some of you here, see, by now you should have a land in your hometown. You, you, you'll be amazed at how much you have spent on airtime, on data. And that's why if you're here, you have, you know, Station 37. Some of you need to go and deactivate it. And go and go back to your paper to buy airtime. We have maker 300 or 200, 500. Because that station 37 is a problem. You cannot handle it. 
Because, because before, before you know it, you would have spent 5,000 in a day. Because you have the money there, 3,500. Your request is put as like all your destiny. Have a budget. Track your expenses. The devil is not after your money. The devil is not, you, are, there's, you don't have any demonic attack on your finance. It's just pure mismanagement. Glory to God. Some people hear what they spend on ice cream, on ice cream, in a month, can build a house in a kui if they put it together for 15 years. I'm telling you the honest truth. Plan it. No impulse buying. God bless you. You are stuck in traffic. Take your eyes. Be focused. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher. It's not everything you'll be grabbing. Hey, ice cream. Yeah, you bite. Traffic, you bite. Because you are stuck. Some of you here, two hours traffic, you have already spent 5,000. The things you had no business buying, you have charger. You just charge I like this one. Let me buy another charger. Extra charger. You now realize that you don't have, I don't know how to say it in English, akojo, like you, you, you don't have hakjo, hakjo, you don't have. <laughs> What's akojo in English, by the way? You don't have, okay, is this savings? Akojo is too solid for savings. Ah, you don't have possessions. <laughs> How can you call a kojo savings? Ah. You know, in fact, you can call it, you don't have materials. Savings is too, ah, too small. Substance. Don't have substance. Possessions. Ah. So you create a budget. The next one. To manage your money. Live within your means. There's a saying that goes this. Cut your coats according to your according to your what? Before it used to be size, but now it has changed. Cut it according to your material. Because if you cut it according to your size, the clothes may not be enough for your size. But if you cut it according to your material, Whatever it is that it can sow. Let me say this to you. The fact that you have a millionaire in your account doesn't make you a millionaire. Do you know that? And the fact that you have a particular amount of money in your account does not mean that you should be buying things of that value. Because I don't believe that you got a contract of 5 million. You want to buy a car of 3.5 million. Do you want to kill yourself? A lot of people get into trouble not because the devil is after them. Because they refuse to live within their means. My wife and I started traveling, I think two years ago or three years ago. I can't remember. Two years ago. That's when we started traveling. But many years, we couldn't, we couldn't, 
But you see PM, oh, Dubai, went to the oh, went to UK, oh, went to Seychelles. You, you, you don't know that there was a time that nothing was happening. Just go to Abuja and come back. Humble yourself. Your level per time. Live within your means. Some of you have no business taking Uber. You have no business taking Uber. You have just up from bus to bus. That is your level. Accept it and believe God to grow out of that level. You have no business doing Uber for comfort. How will the story be sweet? You don't get what I'm saying. How will the story be sweet? Paul said, I have learned to abase and abound. Trekking is part of your destiny. Trek. Trek. I'm telling you the honest truth. Trekking is part of, that is how the story will be sweet. That is how the story will be sweet. When my wife was carrying Jeffrey, we trek. We used to trek a lot because we didn't have the car. She would trek with pregnancy. At least it happened just once. From maybe Orita to maybe Odonilewe or something like that. If you live in the battle, you know what I'm talking about. It's like trekking from Ogba to Bega. Pregnant. I hear what I'm saying. So, if she does not enter public transport in her life again, she has tried. She has paid her price. Some of you here, you go and, go and get a marwa that will be picking you at home. Marwa. That's your level. I know you are thinking big. But you see, if you aspire to it, it will kill you. I'm telling you. If you dream it, you can achieve it. You go for it. You will, you will just go from there. I'm telling you. Live within your means. No matter your income, it is possible to build wealth if you live within your means. Cut excessive lifestyle. Don't buy what you can't afford. Don't buy what you can't afford. You are earning 50k per month. You want to rent a house in Magodo. What is your problem? Can you sustain it? You get what I'm saying this morning? Live within your means. You are any CK, you are doing this in full subscription. What's your problem? What you should be watching is free to hear. The one that there was a time that was what we had, my wife and I. He has a lot of gospel. I'm telling you, it was it was like a retreat time for us. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Ah. What's it called? Is it my TV or something? Strong! Free to hear. You watch Indian movie. You watch Pastor Matthew Ashimolowo. You watch KLN. You watch ACBN. You watch all of those things. You have no business doing full subscription. On DSTV. Some of you, your level is Go TV. Just go there. Or start times. Enjoy where you are on your way to where you are going. 
enjoy where you are on your way to where you are going. Don't compare yourself. The Bible says they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. They are fools, in other words. 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Glory to God. Hunger sometimes is a part of your process. Sometimes you have to be hungry. And if hunger does not motivate you, nothing else can. Sometimes hunger is a blessing. I'm telling you the truth. Hunger is a blessing. It will open your brain. You will think the reason you are still comfortable is because somebody is still giving you money. When hunger knocks you, you will have ideas. When you tell your wife, come, say, come to where? Come to where? Come to where? You want to, you want again? Say, okay, go and walk. Romance without finance is nuisance. Say, eh, women, they love money. They love money. My brother. Okay, let me, can, can you marry you? You have a sister. I told my wife. I said, people say, oh, you know, you know, ah, women like money. I said, nowadays women. In fact, women. They came for a soft life. They may be there with you where you don't have, but it does not mean. Ah, I'm telling you, there are some men that you, you start having some money, and then you just notice that your wife starts, you know, liking fine things. She's always liked it. It's your condition that made her to drop her taste to accommodate your level at that time. She knows what is good. Everybody wants to drive range. But you know you are not in that range yet. You get what I'm saying? Live within your means. Say neighbor. I want to encourage you. Live within your means. Ask your neighbor. Can you marry you? If I have a, I sent my, I sent my daughter, I'm talking, you know, futuristically now. I sent my daughter to the best schools in the world, all right? And she's done from maybe, you know, a, a top school in, in the UK. Because that's where she's going to go to, praise God, all of them, both of them. And then she comes out of school and she tells me, that there's one guy that she's in love with. Now the guy went to Osu. I will rebuke that love. You know now he can still fly. You know why? Because he's going to get married in about maybe 20 something years time. I don't know. Or 19 years time or 18 years time or 17 years time. 17 years time. Anybody that goes to Osu is backward. 
Which school do you think your children want will go to? You think it's Jabatek? You think it's Jabatek? I love you guys, you know. But you see, from where you are, you can see the world. Even though you are in your bad tech. You don't have to go to your bad left. One of the problems of young people is that they don't sit down to think. They are all over the place. If you really think, you realize that you are behind time. There are people that are comfortable at 25 years old living in their parents' house. They are comfortable. They even fight. That they, they've not given them food. They fight. They fight their mom. They fight their father. At 25, you are an old man. In fact, there are people who are 40 years old. Abraham was 75 years old. He was in father's house. He took an encounter. Get the out of there in father's house. Abraham. He was in father's house. What did the Bible tell him? Genesis 12. Get thee out of, of your way. You know that you can be in Yabatek and have a global vision. Do you know that? You can be anywhere in the world and have a global vision. Grace is here, but we, we have a global vision. It's a global vision. Trust me. Glory to God. Live within your means. Don't try to impress those that don't care about you. Some people all they are living, and some of you here, you need to shut down your social media account. Shut it down. It's causing you depression. Shut it down. You will not hear this everywhere, but that's the honest truth. You need to leave that group that you have. 1999 sets. As you said, your secondary school, you, you, because it, they remind you that you're failing. Let me tell you the truth. All that you see in social media is not real. It's make-believe. Make-believe. Fake it till you make it. There was one guy that, 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 that was posting with my spiritual father's um, car. It was a Lexus GX460 or so. 2020. 2020. No, 2018. Then he puts it by the car and says, See what the Lord has done. Then I follow him on Facebook, all right? And then I say, Collins. Say, You know, we can just use and ginger them, you know. Even you, you need the ginger more. And then his friends say, Comment, he called so for us. So he said, The Lord is good. 
of the blessings, all right, if you are a man here, one of the greatest blessings that God can give you is a woman that is content. I'm telling you the truth. I know some of you here, those that are clapping are married men. They understand. You, 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 there's no way you can understand. If you're single, what I said now, there's no way you can appreciate it. You may think you do, wait till you get married. And if I say anything like, see your mate, you almost pass out. Glory to God. Leave it in your mates. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 6. This godliness with contentment is great gain. Contentment does not say that be relaxed. What it's simply saying is that enjoy your process. Enjoy your process. God is at work in you. You have to understand that the things you don't have today, you will have tomorrow. When I used to follow my, my mentor, my pastor to the airports those years, you know, I never imagined that I could travel out of the country. At that time, I'd not even enter the airplane. I hear what I'm saying. But those things look far-fetched. The things you don't have today, you will have tomorrow. I remember many years ago, there's this car called on the Accord. They call it, um, what's the name of that car now? Um, not EOD. There's one, there's an older one. Bullets or something, I can't remember. One on the Accord car, one on the Accord car. And my wife and I, you know, a couple carried us in that car. Baby boy, that's the car. Baby boy. So the couple carried us in that baby boy. We're married. We had no car. Had nothing. We're in my father's house. Praise God. And then my wife married me in that house like that. Not in the same house like it was just it was just a door. We can communicate from the hello daddy. Hello, like that we can. Then we're in that baby boy. And we're, we're praying. We held hands. I said, God, just give us a car like baby boy. Baby boy. From the name, it was a baby and a boy. Apparently, God heard that prayer. He gave us a baby boy and gave us Jeffrey. <laughs> but that was all that we could, we could imagine. We should we, we, that was all our mind could fathom. Are you hear what I'm saying? Baby boy. When I, when I see Jeep, I don't, I don't go near them. I just go, eh? In case I touch it and the glass just break. You see? Hey, when people say, hello, sir. Glory to God. The next one, to manage your money. Avoid borrowing. 
as much as possible. Avoid. Look at that guy. God, I beg. God, please. Let me tell you something. If you will borrow, don't borrow for consumption. If you are hungry, call a friend. And that's why you must have good relationships. If you are hungry, call a friend. Use your lifeline. Don't use your lifeline for consumption. You are calling your uncle. Send me money for food. When you need money for business, it will not take you serious. Somebody sent me a message. I said, oh, I need data. I said, I don't give money for data. Sometimes you have to learn to be offline. But they have told you that data is life. You know that a lot of times, people who are broke, they are the ones that have eye for big things too a lot. You know that. The thing will just be like, ah, I wish I can just have, ah, I, I, ah. How many of you sitting like that? I should just be walking like this. I just see one million. If you are here, you are still thinking like that. You're, you're on a long thing. Have you not noticed that you don't find money on the floor like before? People are extremely careful now. Those days when people drink pure water and they can't finish, they throw it away. They drink it, they, they hold the rest and you see old like this. Ah, They hold it and tie the mouth with rubber and say, we die here. Limits borrowing. I know the temptation is so strong. Charlie, with all this money hub, is a setup to keep you in perpetual penury. How many of you here? You were expecting your salary, but you and salary know that there's no salary. You know. Anybody like that in the house? You, you know, in fact, you are minus. <laughs> you, that was a neighbor. What you don't have today, you will have tomorrow. The next one, be determined to save. I use that word deliberately. Be determined to save. Proverbs 21, 20. Let me show you a scripture. Proverbs 21, 20. It says, in the house of the wise are stores of choice of food. Let me have the KJV. It says, there is treasure to desire, to desire and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man spendeth it up. Let me see the new KJV. New KJV. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Is a foolish man that spends all that he has. 
you collect a salary of 30,000. You spend all. The Bible says that you are what? Say it now. Are you? Is it affecting you? What did the Bible say? He said, he said what? Yeah. Be determined to save. You read the, see, let me say this to you, right? You will not always have plenty. And that's not a curse. I know God is able to make all grace abound towards you that we have insufficiency in all things may abound unto every good works. The way life works is that sometimes there will be low season. There will be high season. That's why Paul said, I've learned to abase and abound. I can do all things. That's where that scripture came from. I can do all things. He said, I have learned to abase and abound. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You read about Genesis 41? There was a seven years of famine and a seven years of plenty. What you have in the time of famine, what you are able to save in the time of famine is what you, or sorry, the time of plenty is what will sustain you in the time of famine. You have to understand that. That's how life is sometimes. Some of you right now, you have constant stream of income. You're balling. Oh, you're, you're, you're just, you know, you go to movies today, go to movies tomorrow, the next tomorrow, you buy, you know, uh, a car, then you travel abroad, then you did this, you did that. You had, you, see, a time is coming that is not going to be as sufficient as that. Question, what are you going to do at that time? Glory be to God. Ah, my time is almost up. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Be determined to save. One of the ways you pay yourself is by saving. That's how you pay yourself. If you work on a job, all right, every other money you are giving out, you are paying other people. Paying other people. Your tithe is to God. You give your pastor seed, it's to the pastor. You, you buy maybe Weavon, it's to the seller of the Weavon. You buy, maybe you take Uber, it's for the owner of the car. The only one that comes to you is the savings. That is for you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show Oshibeson podcast like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeson or at Gracemade NG.